Hello, and welcome to Digital Artcast, hosted by Gordon Neal. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Procreate, the most advanced painting app ever designed for a mobile device. We'll be discussing the app a little more later in the episode, as well as giving away a free copy. But for now, let's get started. Guys, to our episode of Digital Artcast. Um, today, um, I'm joined by uh, Darek Zabroski. Am I saying that Zabrowski. right? Zabroski. Okay. So yeah. It's the same. It's the same. Nearly every time I interview a Polish um, artist, it's the, the trickiest bit is, is getting their names um, correct. So, yeah. Um, but at least I've got the first name kind of right as well. So that's fine. It was. It, yeah. It was funny when I interviewed uh, Marcin. Um, from Serebroyak and um, yeah, trying to get the, the the pronunciation of his name as well was was something we, we dived on for ten minutes trying to get that right. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, awesome. So Derek, um, yeah, uh, again, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on and giving up your time to speak to us. Um, it's an honour. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan. At, as an artist, as a as a concept artist, um, you know I know of your work. It's 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 everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's hard to move in this industry just now and not see stuff you've worked on. Um, but for everybody else or, or people who are maybe listening who are just hobbyists or just trying to get in the industry, um, you know who are you? What do you do? Um, how did you get your start? And um, what are you currently doing um, with your time? Awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me here. Uh, it's uh, we, we had we had um, some uh, time to, to finally uh, get all, you know, the stuff together and we can make it uh, live. Yeah, so I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, I started like uh, for like, you know, I always been drawing and, and painting, but it was just, you know, just my biggest passion and, and just a hobby. Mm-hmm. So um, I've never actually felt or maybe didn't thought that it might be it might be my profession uh like you know 15 10 years ago um but um when i bought a tablet uh, in 2006 2007 Mm. um i started uh, you know doing some illustration work and and um, after a while of you know practicing uh you know just drawing and painting on tablet Mm -hmm. i got my first commissions for like you know boarding boarding oh, games or yeah. or uh, you know cards for uh, fantasy flight games I think it was one of the first clients that I that I had um, contact with and you know these were you know just super small jobs but mm. it, it already was you know um, work from abroad of Poland right. oh, cool. which which for me it was you know like a good uh, you know, good starting point because you know you you're yeah. in, in different currency and that's actually helping you, uh, you know, earning much more than you, I could actually do this with the same work in Poland. Especially so, back then, because I mean, the internet was so new. So yeah, that was yeah, a, big, a big step. Yeah, exactly. It's it's you know it's you know it's, you have to start somewhere. So I think it was a pretty good starting point. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially you know I was practicing. Uh, and you know, I was still practicing on tablet, so I had a chance to work mm-hmm. and um, actually practice by doing work, which yeah. was super cool, uh, you know, um, story for me because um, I didn't need to spend, you know, like all the free time on on just studies. I could actually do studies by doing commissions. Uh, so uh, right. by doing those small works, you know, for a couple of years, I, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I just. I still wasn't really set, you know, I, I couldn't tell that I was like, you know, I could live on my own back then and stuff, right. you know, yeah. just, just earn enough. But, you know, it, it helped me a lot to, you know, to just gain some new equipment and, mm. you know, buy some better tablets maybe. And, wow. you know, just, just get into how it all, you know, work in terms of like paid artistic job right so, so, so are you are you self-taught Derek? did you teach yourself art yes yes i right. was 
I, I just started with, you know, with what I what I felt. And back then, uh, there was actually nothing like what we have today, like Level Up and, you know, yeah. other podcasts that people are doing. Yeah. And there is plenty of, like, Twitch streams these days. And, yeah. and even on YouTube, there is so many platforms, right? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you can always, you, you, can, you can take most of them, if not all, for free. So, yeah. So the knowledge is everywhere. It's only up to you know how um, how much driven you are. Yeah. So, but you were teaching then, yourself. I mean, how were you learning your style, and were you doing studies of older paintings or older artists, or how were yeah, you? Yeah, it, it actually started with like you know first because I was always drawing more than painting. Uh, right. Actually, back that back then, mm-hmm. uh, but when I when I actually jumped to to tablet, I had to start working more with the color and you know mm-hmm. brush strokes and stuff like that. Right. But simultaneously, I started also doing uh, more painting on on um, like a cardboards and ah. and canvas. Right. So I try to you know imitate what I do on the canvas and build my own brush set in Photoshop and you know try to. Um, recreate my process from from you know traditional media into ah, right. into my digital painting process. So so I started you know at this point. It, it was of course after a while that I or already know how the Photoshop worked and you know just had uh, some knowledge, uh, some fundamentals on on everything. But before that, it was super hard. I had like so it my road was was wasn't smooth you know as you can you know some people might feel like oh it was you know it was like a super fast for me to to get in the industry and stuff but no it's like before actually being in the industry i had so many years of like practicing and failing of course i i was doing those like uh commissions but these were just you know small jobs and and there was it wasn't enough i know that i knew that it might be bigger, it might be better, but I knew it's it wasn't my time yet. Yeah. So I was still practicing and you know trying to learn new techniques and stuff. But it was all um, it was all like um, like switching between paper, cardboard, and uh, canvas yeah. into into Photoshop. So um, and that so was the hardest spell, like in in Poland as well, though, because I mean, I, as far as I know from talking for a couple of guys with City Project, that yeah. you know it's still painting and drawing is still not seen as a serious career. It's the same in Britain. It's still not seen as you know engineering and and mechanical is more a job across here. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. And and I was in high school when I was studying physics and and mathematics. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. so um, so at some point I even had uh, an idea of you know going into like informatics. You know, like IT right. stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like nah. And after a while I realized, and I I'm happy that I didn't you know go that way yeah so um but you know it was also like taking so much attention because you know when you study physics when you study physics and stuff you have to at least learn like it you know try to learn something yeah. at school because i wasn't the best uh student mm. and, and i was always you know drawing and painting everywhere in school during the lessons and stuff mm. but still you have to just they, you know, pay it at minimal attention yeah. to to actually pass the school. Yeah. So, um, so in in this time, I was still, you know, just trying to find my own voice in digital media. I was uh, heavily inspired by um, Marek Okoń, uh, the right. also Polish guy, mm-hmm. um, and you know. I didn't have met much of like a spectrum that I can, you know, look for other yeah. art. So I started digging, you know, into like old um, masterworks, like old books and albums and galleries. I started doing more research on on Google, you know, like um, try to get inspired by by other by other artists, not only digital, but also those who are who are using uh, and who are still uh, using uh, traditional medias, you know. So like. Yeah. Uh, you know, from 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 all older guys such a uh, like Sorola uh, to Zub Bookfish, you know, all, you know, just the guys that are actually were reflecting what I had in my mind and yeah. how would I actually like to build my style upon that, you know. So, um, so I was researching on that, and you know, after being inspired by one person, I started finding more artists, and yeah. then how. It, it it was how I built my consciousness, you know, and yeah. how I started building and, you know, trying to grab 
the mixture of you know a bit of from from everyone yeah. that I was inspired by and try to create my own voice. So I would like I you know I I try to compile it all into yeah. one piece, and that that's me. You know yeah. so um, so being inspired by so many people uh, along the way. Um, in 2000, I think uh, 12 or 13, um, there was a contest on 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 the website on yeah, infected by art. I think these were the guys, right. and they were doing the like worldwide contest for fantasy and sci-fi works, mm-hmm. and people were sending their best you know works that you know you could select on your own like five works and you can send them mm-hmm. uh, on the website. There was like a voting. And there were also judges that that were actually, you know, giving uh, prizes and mm-hmm. and um, announcing the winners. Right. And I was I did um, my reinterpretation of Nazgul from Lord of the Rings ah, right. um, on some Polish board uh, forum contest, which you know it was like a two and a half hour painting. It was super fast, but kind of accurate in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and. And happily, and, and luckily, I, I I won one of the contests, and I was in, I was invited to to states for Comic Con in Long Beach. Oh, um, so I just you know at first I I wasn't really sure if I if I should go because you know I've never flew um, right. with the, with the plane and I was super you know stressed and you know really. Is that the first thing you un- left uh, Poland or? Uh, sorry. Was that the first thing you had left Poland, or had you, had you been there uh, before? Not left, but but uh, just fly. Right, uh, right, okay. It was my first flight, and it, the first flight was already from Poland to States, ah. which for me was like you know even bigger experience, and I had to go so, on my own. Yeah. So um, so I was like super stressed, mm. uh, but I decided fuck it, you know, you you live only once, and yeah. I and I and I just went for it, and um, and I spent like two two three weeks in California. Um, of course, being uh, also on that Comic Con uh, convention and seeing so many people, like you know, from cosplayers and artists, and illustrators, mm-hmm. even some concept artists, uh, I was like, holy shit, that world is so you know, like so big. And yeah. I wasn't really aware, you know, living in Poland, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware how big it all is. You know, yeah. my, right now you you can you can feel that. You know, you you have like. Like streams of all those um, of all those con- conventions, and you also see so many people are coming there. But back then, like four or five years ago, it was for me it was everything was new. Yeah. So, so I was like super impressed by that, and I met so many great artists, mm-hmm. uh, artists that I was, uh, you know, that I immediately got inspired by. Mm. Yeah. And when I came back to Poland, I said like, all right, I'm doing some small work. I'm doing some commissions, but it's not enough. I I I actually experience a different level of art, you know, so yeah. uh, of art world. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to work even harder, you know, like uh, really really hard, push myself yeah. into um, into more of the, like a professional industry. Um, yeah. so I started building my um, my portfolio upon uh, the direction of concept art, right. and there was also the time that. Um, there, um, there was ArtStation launching, so I started like posting my work into ArtStation, yeah. and of course more, you know, start started promoting more, more and more myself, yeah. and um, also being more active in in the group such as uh, Daily Speed Paint, which right. really helped me a lot to to create like a you know accurate quick sketches that that you know that led to the job of mm-hmm. you know being concept artist later on. Right. And then I started posting more work and doing more, you know, kind of design oriented work rather than just, you know, reinterpretative uh, illustrations. Right. So, um, so I, you know, after a while, like after posting for maybe a couple months, um, I got the first uh, proposals from um, from studios um, such as Framestore, Sony, ILM, you know, yeah. all, all of those studios that I could only dream of, you know, before. Yeah. Um, um, so I just, you know, I realized that, you know, when you, when you move your ass and you start working hard, it really pays off. Definitely. So, um, I was in, 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 in intense, uh, um, you know, communications, uh, with Ubisoft and Sony back then. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I picked up a Sony work in UK. Right. So I went there for in-house for, for almost a year. Oh. And um, being, um, you know, hired there, 
in a studio. It was my first experience like that. So, you know, I, I wanted to try to work on like AAA, uh, you know, studio uh, on some, you know, bigger game uh, inside right. of, of the office and, you know, within that environment of people that are professionals. So, um, so yeah, I, I just, uh, it was a great experience and along that way, I also uh, had a chance to work on Assassin's Creed Syndicate um, wow. back th- when I was still at Sony. So, you know, okay. just working in the office okay. for um, eight to ten hours, then okay. come back to my apartment and work on Assassin's Creed. So I, I had like a, almost a year of non-sleeping, you know, wow. time. And that, that was like a super hectic, super, you know, imagine. it was yeah, super exhausting. <laughs> but after a while, you know, I, you know, it, it was like a door opener. And um, I got the very, you know, uh, important experience mm-hmm. and um, I, I cannot regret that right now, you know, and there everything um, went on like a roller coaster uh, from from that point. Yeah. When I came back to Poland, um, uh, I set up my company and I started doing more and more concept concept work. Yeah. So, you know, I'm freelancing um, from that point mm-hmm. for almost four years. Um, yeah only from from my from my own home office so so that's great and yeah. that's really exciting that's really exciting um so you you said you're setting up your office and you're working kind of freelance are you just um have you set it as a company but it's it really is just you behind the, the company name or is, do you have people yeah, working for you mostly me yeah it's like I'm, sometimes i just um have a help um uh, from from some guys you know like there is there is so many workload during the year right so sometimes i try to you know get a help or even like you know there is like we have a small group of people like helping each other right, and okay. uh, some really good buddies uh, you can always like actually share work and you know mm-hmm. give the feedback or you know just just do some help um yeah on the actual production yeah. so but it's it's mostly me it's it's you know i just set up the company that has my name <laughs> so yeah. just behind behind it uh because uh, officially i'm not Darek, i'm darius uh right. but Darek is more like abbreviation and you know ah. it's it's already there so i couldn't actually remove my you know Darek name anymore so i just <laughs> right. left it as a company name so right yeah <laughs> you know i wondered if it was like uh because we just interviewed or well i just spoke to uh mark molner not long ago and, and mark obviously has pixeloid which he yeah. set up yeah which do um stuff for film and tv and, and games and you know he i think he has five or six people that work for him but he's obviously set that up as a yeah. studio, you know, that has multiple people that can do projects and take on work. Um, and again, you know, there's, I think there's more and more of those springing up. I mean, I've just finished an internship at um, Axis Studios in Glasgow. And mm-hmm. um, of course, they're set up just the same, you know, but with a lot more people, obviously, but they take on the freelance work that comes in from, from different studios. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I was there, they were working for Riot, they were doing stuff for League of Legends and, and stuff yeah. for, 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 um, for Donnie Yeah, I, I worked with them quite a few times. Oh, wow. Super su- Super nice, super nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, th- no. I think I think it's it's more more and more often these days that you know there are like uh, people, um, you know, they are setting up like a freelance outsourcing studios. Yeah. And um, you actually, I don't think I don't feel actually that you need to be in house all the time to do yeah. uh, design work. It's 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 good to be you know uh, flexible so you can actually fly on the meetings. Yeah. As, as I did uh, quite a few times for last uh, two years, mm-hmm. when I was actually doing all my work from from the from my own you know uh, home office, but yeah. uh, I, I was I was on site for for a couple for a couple days or yeah. a couple weeks mm-hmm. to help um, sell the vision, and yeah. then I just get all the work um, and finish it all um, uh, during you know like um, doing the stuff um, from home because you know for me it's more I'm more productive when I just can. And I can just close myself in in my room, mm-hmm. sit down, you know, put the music on, and focus on 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 the work. Yeah. When I'm in the environment um, of people, mm-hmm. it's great because you have a contact with people. But it mm-hmm. also, it's it's kind of distracting in a way. You know, it's 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 great to sometimes experience it, and I definitely um, encourage everyone to at least try once. To yeah. work in the studio if they had a chance, if they have a chance, yeah. because it also 
teaches you, teaches you how to work with within the pipeline, production yeah, pipeline. You know yeah. how how everything looks from behind the scenes. Mm. So it's it's a great experience. But um, if you have like that kind of personality that you you prefer to be you know on your own, you prefer to be your own boss, yeah. and you can you know. Um, somehow manage your own time yeah it's it's much better to to do stuff on freelance so yeah definitely i think it, it obviously depends on the project i mean i know um again using Markin's as an example but he had said that you know the work he had done back in the day um with the guys um across in in, in london um i forget the studio but they just finished they made hellblewood back in the day but um yeah, he was working across there at the, at the studio because said with games, it's it's one of these things where you kind of need to be on site because there's so much daily discussion of um, of things that are, are, are mixed within video games that it, it's hard to be away um, external. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think between TV and movies and, and, and shorter productions, um, the freelance Skype thing can, can work um, even better now. I mean, I know I was speaking to, like I was just at um, Playgrounds, obviously, in Eindhoven, and um, mm-hmm. I was speaking to uh, Saba uh, Zikovic and then he was talking about working at Axis, obviously just now directing a piece um, which they had just, you know, kind of brought him off after working on the IFCC titles. Yeah. Um, and he's across there just now working um, with them because obviously if he's, if he's directing the project, I think it needs to be a more hands-on. Um, but that will be obviously for a couple of months until he finishes. But yeah, I think it totally depends on what you're particularly what you're working on at the time so exactly yeah definitely i i I know what you mean it's sometimes it's essential to be on site uh but you know there is always like some way to work around around it yeah yeah so uh you can you can just somehow balance being in in the office and being in your own yeah uh, in your own place so so that's what i'm always trying to find and you know after working for for uh quite a you know, quite a few years mm-hmm. on freelance, I already know what my clients require and they know what they can, uh, you know, um, expect from me. So yeah. it's like we are doing like, a, you know, Skype calls, uh, conferences um, and um, phone calls. And if that's really needed of also like a meetings uh, yeah. in real life. So mm-hmm. so everything is possible. You know, it's, it's all it's all about the communication. And and I remember my first days and um, the days right now. Nowadays, it's it's much easier when when you know how to communicate with your clients because you know, back then I didn't I didn't speak English that much. And right. um, I remember when I had my first talks, uh, um, fer- uh, first calls on, on the phone. And okay. uh, for instance, some studio guys were putting their phone in 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 like a you know on the table um in a, like a big room spacious room uh-huh. and there were like six or seven people um sitting around the the, the phone uh-huh. and they were all talking to me and i was like i was you know hanging on the phone it's like holy shit what are, what they are they talking <laughs> to me and it's like yeah and i was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so uh, you know i didn't even know what i was agreeing, agreeing. on so, <laughs> so uh but you know it 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 was experience it was an experience and yeah. um with time, you know, you, you get used to everything and you know how to how to speak with the clients. And I can tell you that um, after a while, you realize that the communication is the key actually of whole work because sometimes you have to, you know, especially when you have uh, like very uh, limited schedule or, you know, very, very hectic schedule. Yeah. Um, you have to know how to communicate with the clients. So, you know, they might work, they might wait for you or, mm-hmm. you know, you can somehow set up the days because I used to also take everything at once. So, you know, yeah, there yeah. were like a, there was like, um, uh, email from Ubisoft. Okay. I'm taking the job, you know, right. next day there was, there was an email from like Framestore. Okay. I'm taking the job. And yeah. I was working for like, on like three or four projects in the same time wow. and you, you were killing yourself, you know? So yeah. you just need to know how to, how to say no or how to, uh, you know, discuss different dates or maybe just push something in the schedule yeah. so it's it's all about the communication um and th- this um along with the quality of your work is the is the crucial thing so yeah, yeah. and i think that's the key as well when you start i mean even if you if you get lucky enough to go into a studio first of all then that's great because obviously a lot of the the work is done for you because people are scheduling your time and telling mm-hmm. you what to do daily but again that's the trap when you go freelance is that you need to be good at balancing um, exactly 
Yeah, because obviously, like, if you're taking work on and you're thinking that you can do multiple things, you want to say yes to everything because everything's an opportunity. And then, yeah, before you know it, you have, like you said, three or four projects. And if you're not good at balancing, then that'll obviously quickly turn into, um, well, obviously, if, if you fall behind or, or you have to turn down stuff because you can't manage it, then that's obviously a flag against you because, you know, you've said, you've said you'll do something and you couldn't do it and couldn't deliver, so the company's wasted time on you and then you're looking the fool because you've, you know, you've not you've not scheduled it properly, so it's your fault. And yeah. It's, it's a minefield. It's difficult. It's very difficult. It's ve- Yeah, it's very, de- it's like a life experience, you know, with everything. You just, you just need to, you just need to, I believe you just need to experience experience it on on your own because um, you only you know how you can you know tackle on on, on specific things and yeah. how much time it will take you or you know how how can I, how can you approach it yeah. to make it as efficient and uh, as fast uh, for for your time. Yeah. Uh, but you know there there are always like failures that uh, that happens. Um, yeah. But I think it, it depends on the project as well because if there's something that's super interesting or like it comes from a big name studio, then even if you are swamped under, you still are always really tempted to jump on a project. Because I know I was listening to, um, I forget the artist's name, but it was a, it was a, an American uh, YouTuber I was watching it. So he was doing a speed paint and he was talking about an experience where um, he just randomly one day got an email from um, he never said the director's name, but it was a big Hollywood director. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the guy had emailed him saying, "Look, can we set up a meeting?" And he was like, he didn't believe it at first. And then when he went to the meeting, it was the, it was the director. Um, and he had said, you know, I need you to do these. I think it was, it was uh, stylistic paintings to set things or the style of the theme for the film. Um, and he wanted something like, I think it was thirty or thirty five paintings. Um, and the guy was like, Whoa. okay, that, yeah. And but he wanted them all done, done traditionally, so he had to hand paint them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he was thinking, okay, well, maybe roughly about a week of painting, if that. Um, and then kind of built it up in his head, and then said to the director, um, oh, when do you need it by? And he was like, we need them in thirty days. And he was like, oh, my God. And the thing is, he just went, oh, yeah, that's fine. I can do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no thinking, like, how much it was, you know, the time it was going to take him. Um, and in the end, you know, he had to come off the project. They had to release him from his contract because he just, he just couldn't do it. But um, yeah, that was the whole thing he was saying, like, because the project was, you know, the director was so big um and the, the project was so large and in scale and, and notability it was like I, I just wanted to take it automatically because of the credit it would have gave me um mm-hmm. no thinking about i had to deliver 35 paintings in 30 days like you know it was it was a big ask i mean a painting a day i think even for an experienced painter is a lot mm-hmm. you know i mean to, to, a, a good painting i'm talking like something that would actually be worthwhile looking at so um so yeah, I think it's it's even the same, you know, if if you get a junior artist and they're looking for a piece of concept art and if you're not used to producing something very quickly and they ask you to do it maybe in like a day or two turnaround and you're thinking, well, it's going to take me a week. I think you need mm-hmm. to be honest with the people and say, look, you know, two days isn't enough. I wouldn't. And if they say, well, that's fine. We need it in two days. We wouldn't want to work with you then. You say, well, that's fine. You know, if I can't meet the, the, the demands, then it's, you know, if you need to go elsewhere, I completely understand. But I think it is better to be honest up front than, than risk absolutely yeah it's yeah. like you know sometimes you, you can you can get in that in that you know like um shady corner i would say uh when, when you when you when you think you can do that you you can make it yeah but it might turn out you cannot you know it's like yeah. uh, it's not possible because sometimes there are the days that maybe you you have like a blockade and you you can't actually produce what, what you what you are yeah. supposed to do so um but of course, with the time and with the experience, you are actually able to, um, you know, to to kind of predict your timeline and yeah. you know how I, and everything. So yeah. it's it's much easier. But you know, those those days happened um, mm-hmm. in the past for sure. And um, I think it's kind of inevitable. Every yeah. everyone needs to needs to experience that at least once. Uh, yeah. Because. Um, you know, you just you just need to you just you just practice by failing, and if you don't if you don't try, if you don't fail, you'll never know. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why a lot of students. I mean, me of course, and in, in, in tow with that because I'm a student as well, or I'm still working towards my first job, and um, the the pressure has been on me to produce work, and 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 the fear of failure is a real thing. Like I didn't understand it until I had to make something physically with my hands. But you know, there is times when you sit and stare at a blank canvas and think. I can't, yeah. I can't do this. Like I can't. It's going to be crap. Why should I even bother? You know, your mind plays tricks on you, and and I think it's, 
it's something I've seen even the you know the biggest artists I've known in the world um have have suffered from um and it, it, I mean there's people I know I've spoke to before um some huge artists that I've been lucky enough to speak to with the podcast and you know mm-hmm. I, I talk about oh you know I love your work and I think it's amazing and and they'll say yeah yeah my work's okay and I'm like no your work's incredible and this piece and that and then like oh I was never happy with that and I never you know I never had time to really finish it and yeah um. I think from the ground bottom artists to the guys who are working on triple A budget films, it's it's worldwide, right? I mean, nobody's ever really happy with their work. And absolutely, yeah, yeah and th- that's also what helps you, what keeps you actually, uh, uh, you know, evolving. Mm. It's like um, I, I know it from my experience. I'm I'm actually never really um, you know satisfied with what I do, yeah. but. Uh, if you do like commercial work, you, you need to send it, you need to ship it. And, yeah. um, and it might even go uh, worse if you do your personal work. Yeah. And I have so many work that I started, but I never you really finished, finished yeah. because, uh, because I felt like, eh, it's, it's not enough. You know, it's, yeah. it's not there. It's not there. You know, it's, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I might maybe change it and it takes you, instead of like a, a day of fixing, it might take you like a weeks and then yeah. you just leave it uh, behind because you feel already burned out. And yeah. so it's like a, it's a life, life of an artist, life of designer, yeah. uh, because you are always, it's, it's always um, like also, you know, you have to come up with ideas, you have to solve the problems, you have yeah. to deal with, with a lot of like um, mindset problems during yeah. the, uh, during the um, producing and creation um, because the creative process is very is very demanding, is very is very challenging, um, also on the mindset level. Yeah. So um, so I think we, we we tend to have a lot of tension uh, because you you know of course we are working under the deadlines under mm. uh, and the time pressure, but also under our own expectations. Yeah. And if if you if you are able to somehow switch off uh, your thinking on you know I'm gonna do the best work ever. Yeah. If you switch it off, you might be able to do that. Yeah. But uh, if you, if you immediately the moment when you start thinking, okay, this is the moment where I will be, you know, when when I will create my best work, you yeah. already failed. It's, yeah. it's not gonna happen because you are already putting so much stress, so, so much tension yourself. on yourself, yeah. even subconsciously. But still, you are doing it, and um, you, you might gonna fail. So it yeah. might be like a huge disappointment in the end. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's just. It's it's kind of hard to not to connect your emotions along with the creative process because yeah. I treat my um, my paintings my 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 art pieces mm. as my children you know every 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 piece you create is a, is like your is like your child yeah. you know so so it's it's kind of hard not to get emotional uh, but you know with the time with with the experience of you know doing commercial work mm. sometimes you you need to just close your eyes and just yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't care. I just need to deliver, you know. And yeah. you have you have to do that. Yeah. So you you don't really you you try to at least do something in you in the in the range in the spectrum of the quality that people can expect from you. Yeah. But you need to also be professional and do stuff on on time. So. Yeah. And uh, now we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor of Digital Artcast, which is Procreate. Uh, Procreate is an Apple Design award-winning digital painting and illustration solution. Um, it's designed exclusively for iOS. Um, Procreate 4 has now just launched, so the brand new version of this um, is out in the wild. Um, Procreate allows you um, to create professional-grade artworks wherever you are, uh, with an advanced dual-texture brush engine, a robust layering system, and a groundbreaking canvas resolution, um, which I think they can go up to 4K. Um, and this is all for uh, 9.99 now, um, and you can find uh, Procreate through the App Store, of course, on your iPad or iPhone, and of course, learn more at Procreate.art. Um, thank you, Procreate, for the sponsorship. I think it's, I think it's always the, I mean, the way I explain it is, is because art, you know, back in the days of the Da Vinci and stuff, was such a personal thing, and people, a lot of, you know, there was no expectations of artists. You know, artists made art, and if it, whatever it looked like, that was the production of the artist at the time, but now that there's an industry behind it so as soon as art meets industry and it becomes like this 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 factory of output of stuff yeah. that's where i think it, it kind of robs the artist's soul slightly because ideally mm-hmm. for a project like you said you would want to spend you know a couple of months on a painting or, or you know if you had the luxury a couple of years but i mean because i know I've, I've spoke to artists who have photoshop files 
from like 2004 that they've never finished you know what i mean like so you know i think when the production comes behind it and it's like right we need this by you know 30 days or two months or the next milestone i think that's what um what probably takes the the artistic sense out of it because then you're you're then producing stuff into like a machine kind of vibe where it's there's less art behind it and more industry. Um, like you said, more design, mm-hmm. more problem solving. So um, you're building patents to, to facilitate uh, mechanics as opposed to um, an artistic feel or emotion or abstract nature, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, it's it's more like you you become the part of the big factory. Yeah. You just create and sell the ideas. You, it's, you don't really... You cannot really associate with your work anymore because you sell it anyway. You know, yeah. so you sell you sell the rights, you, you sell the design solutions, and um, you are here. You are here to solve our problems. Yeah. So we, we're gonna hire you. We're gonna pay you. We, you have um you know you have to agree uh you know um like you you can discuss like you know the conditions and you know, like money wise and yeah. and and time wise um and as long as you are happy. You, you cannot really get uh, emotional about your work anymore, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, so it's yeah, it's like a factory and you just you just spamming the work. You just uh, I remember one of the projects lately I was working with Blur mm-hmm. uh, on, on like a big cinematic. Um, I was I, I did like a eight or nine concepts per day and these were wow. like pretty, pretty, pretty detailed. So, you know, there was Jesus. like a multiply techniques you know um apply to that just to get the stuff done you know on wow. time so um so of course if you are if you are able to do fast stuff and you you are able to keep the quality level yeah. um it's it's only good for you but on the other hand sometimes you have a very specific um brief or very specific task when you have to design something that that really takes time and there is no place to do like a, you know uh, to do like um multi multiply works uh, per day it's yeah. it's not possible you can you can create like a you know rough ideas but mm. um sometimes you need to sit down and really solve the problem mm. uh, so it is going to take it's going to take you a while yeah. um but as long as you are efficient as long as you are you know um as you as you provide the quality mm. it is good for you you know you yeah. are you are you, you can be you can you, you are good to yeah. you know to to continue working with yeah. with the client and you know they will always come back to you they will always have more work and you know it's it's like a with time you build like a strong relationship with your with your client because um i remember someone told me like a few years ago that yeah, there's there's nothing like there's um there's no not nothing like a friendship between the client and you mm-hmm. but after a while i i notice it's not really true because mm-hmm. if you have like some art directors or producers that you really like working with uh, and they like working with you it it really creates that that very strong relationship between between both of you and uh, both sides always want to work together mm-hmm. so it's really important with time to you know um to build like a you know strong uh, relationship by 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 having like a very open and honest communication mm-hmm. and of course keep the high quality content yeah. So, um, so it's very helpful because uh, every job that you are doing for those clients, mm. when you proceed to them, you don't treat it as a work. Right. You know, as long as I don't treat my work as a job, I'm happy. Yeah. And I yeah. try to keep. I, I try to. I try to avoid the moment when I when I feel like, uh, oh, holy shit! I need to finish that. It's it's my job, you know, and I don't like it. it feels there like is work, there, yeah. there, there is always there is always so many um, industries. There is so many different works that are you know much worse, much much more much harder than what we what than yeah, what we are doing. Totally. So we can't really complain, you know. And I'm trying to always keep my level of ex- my excitement high. Yeah. Of course, it, it's not possible always. You yeah. know, sometimes you you have you know a worse day or you know maybe the project is. Um, you know, change the change the direction, yeah. or you know, something uh, comes up um, or occur that, that maybe might... you just feel shit for the day. Like everybody's human. Yeah, maybe. exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Like, you know, it's like it's it's all sits in your mind. Mm. But um, I believe that you know you have to you have to do as much as you can to keep yourself excited, so your work will be 
much faster, much more efficient, much better, and you will also be happier, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so the whole output will be, will be much more positive. So, yeah. you know, you, you can also, you can also expect more work from the client. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, 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 it's all, it's all about that. It's all about, you know, just, uh, just trying to keep um, your mindset positive. Sometimes yeah. it's not possible because, you know, we experience uh, life, life stuff every day. And you yeah. know, sometimes these are like terrible days. Yeah. So uh, it might, it might vary uh, from time to time, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's how you treat your, how you treat your duty. If, yeah. if you try to, if you try to play around with it, if you have, if you try to have fun, I guarantee you that it 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 might it might really work on like a longer term, really yeah. nicely. That you don't really feel burnout and yeah. and and you know kind of washed out of ideas or yeah. you, you just don't wanna you just don't wanna continue on work. You you know it's 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 like that. It's like just building that um, just just that positive vibe around yourself yeah. and yeah. maybe try to find some activity that 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 kind of helps you reset your mind. Yeah. As I as I swim almost every day, so um, oh, I I, yeah. I try to do as much as much sport as I can these days. That gonna really keeps me fresh, keeps me energetic, yeah, and really reset my mind and and also remove out everything that's that's bad uh, from my mind, you know, from yeah, my brain. So. Definitely, I think it's 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 a big talk and point just now in the industry. I think you know the more. I mean, again, not having a ton of experience in the industry, I mean, my internship is probably the closest thing I've had to industry experience, but I'm very active in the community. I've spoke to a lot of people, I've been to a lot of events, and there is a whole thing just now about um, people being very healthy in body and mind and mental health being a very high issue, you know, talking about mental health. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously, you know, there's there's things coming from different studios where people have been overworked or underpaid. And um, yeah. I think as long as you keep yourself right, um, I think the rest will follow. As long as you try probably not to just let either people or studios take advantage of you and you know your limitations, then you work within mm -hmm. them, then... Um, then you should be fine. Yeah, I don't think it should be an issue. Um, like you said, if if you're painting, you know, for seventy hours a day, but at least you're going outside of that and exercising or playing sports, then it's 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 balancing that. You know, it's bringing that balance back from sitting all day. You're doing something active. So, um, yeah, I think it's very important nowadays to absolutely yeah, keep yeah that balance. because because as as we said before, as we were talking about like the stress and tension mm. and also the, the you know sitting position, it's all yeah. very bad and it's really affecting our health. So yeah. I believe that the sport and you know at least uh, just walking around, you, you yeah. just can you can you can even work standing, you know, if you have that um, I the have desks, a for, yeah. yeah, I have for instance a desk that you can just always get higher. Ah, I might right. be a little bit lazy sometimes to, to just stand, but you know it's still <laughs> It's still something like a movement, you know. Yeah. I, I read some article about um, sitting position uh, at work mm -hmm. because, you know, <laughs> actually almost every every work these days requires sitting. Yeah. So um, so I read about um, uh, some tips on when you can put your, your phone mm -hmm. on, on the other corner of the room. Right. And when you have to reach to that, you have to you have to stand up. You have ah, to just right. move your yeah. your lazy ass, you know. So <laughs> so it's 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 really it's like very like um, simple and small tips, but yeah. these are very effective, you know. So yeah, because like you said, I mean, especially especially for us. I mean, I think there's a whole generation of people with with really bad backs because. You know mm -hmm. yourself, even with a Cintiq, you know, if it's if it's angled on your desk and you have to lean over to paint. Absolutely. I hate Cintiqs, man. I hate yeah. Cintiqs. Really? Wow. Yeah. And so what are you using as your kind of daily driver? Do you have a tablet? Just or? in Tuos. Just in Tuos. Wow, really? You're not even using Yeah, just in, just in Tuos and free screens. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's crazy to me because, I mean, I used to think that, like, the Cintiq was the, was the professional level entry thing. Like, you had to have one of those to professionally make good nah. work. Nah, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's... It, it's it's great equipment. It's very nice quality, but uh, it it really hurt my back. So uh, ah, right. I was I was using it at Sony, and um, and I I remember when when they when they proposed us uh, to 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 I think they to have it also at EA. And it's like, nah, sorry, I don't want to have it. And I remember when I was just giving it back at Sony as well because I felt like. 
Yeah, just leaning over the tablet. It's like kind of you know, you don't you. It's hard to keep the the proper ergonomic po you know uh, yeah, position. So. Yeah, for your back, which is interesting again because I think you know I've always felt that if you come from a background where you're putting pen to paper and brush the canvas, um, the one to one ratio of drawing is kind of lot. Yeah. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, the, yeah. the experience is different, but you know, after a while, it's like I remember when I was, you know, just drawing for you know for the first time on tablet. It's like yeah. it was really strange, but after a couple of days, you you got used to that. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm the same. You know, I've had the Intios. Um, I think I've got the Medium um, Intios Pro um, from a couple of years back, and yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's never it, it, it's never let me down. It's always been a great thing to use. Um, even the fact that the smaller things, I think when I got the newest edition, it was wireless, so you, you don't even have to plug it into your computer. You can you, know, you can yeah. sit, sit right in your lap and, and paint away. Um, and yeah, I, I actually prefer that. But like, again, like I was just looking at people with Cintiqs thinking, oh, well, that, that must be mm -hmm. the, the next step. Once you get to professional level, you, you get a Cintiq and you start painting like that. Um, but yeah, that, that's that, that. And again, your stuff, I, I could probably never tell that you were just using the, the, the tablet on the desk because your stuff obviously is, is superb. But um, yeah, I think uh, yeah. it's it's not about equipment. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it needs to be stable. Yeah. It needs to be stable and uh, and uh, and you are you are good to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there's people I think even um, I'm trying to think of a, of a good example, but I mean, the one that's coming to mind is, is Kim Jong Ji from from Korea, from South Korea. And, you know, he um, is mostly just pen and paper and all, yeah. he, all he needs is, a, is ink and a bit of paper and he can make some of the best artworks in the world and it's no, yeah. you know, no fancy screens or Cintiqs or, or um, and I think sometimes even with the Cintiqs I feel sometimes you lose a bit of um, a, a part of your artist kind of soul. I mean I know I was having this discussion with my guy Matt Gazer that I interviewed a couple of years back and he was talking about um, you know, when he went to, I think it was an event up in Los Angeles and they were doing a life drawing session, but, you know, the model mm -hmm. was in the middle, but all the guys who were doing the life drawing round about him all had Cintiq screens. Um, mm -hmm. And he was like, I can remember when we went to art school years ago and it was just big sheets of paper, um, like newspaper with, with chalk and, and charcoal and, you know, mm -hmm. pencils. And he's like, why have they all got these, you know, $1,500 screens in front of them? <laughs> why not Why not just a, a, a sketchbook and a pencil? What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I think there. I think it's a lot of the industry that has initially started with the technology coming in, but I think now people are trying to wrestle back the traditional side of it. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Especially with like Photoshop's um, tool sets. I mean, you, you can see new with like the wick, the wet mix brushes that they're trying to now recreate the artist tools one to one um, with physical media. Um, I mean, I know even a guy who does illustrations for magazines but he mixes his colors um traditionally he's actually got a plugin that gives him a palette board in photoshop so he can mix mm. colors mm -hmm. live um mm -hmm. which i nice. think yeah which i find crazy because obviously you know with your color wheel you could just pick a color but he still finds um solace and 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 mixing colors you know live on 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 a palette which is crazy to me but yeah it's, it's good that i think people are trying to wrestle those those skills back and, and 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 make stuff traditionally um and then again me as a student i think it's, it's something that a lot of people still teach us even because we do some 3d modeling um but we had a talk uh, not too long ago from a guy who is um a really high level sculptor in britain um and does a lot of sculptors you know sculpts for, for museum pieces and he was talking about the the need to be able to learn sculpture with your hands before you even go into 3d on the computer because it, it builds a foundation that absolutely yeah. yeah it's like a, the essence of of the forms and mm -hmm. and uh, you know how you can feel how you can feel creating the forms uh, yeah. in 3d is, is really cool i actually had some you know a quick like very short experience with the with the with the sculpting uh, yeah. in clay and i and i and i have to tell you that it's super nice it's like yeah. if if i if i was if i wasn't you know painting and drawing i probably yeah. would just sculpt so yeah and i think it's the sculpt element brings the play back in it like the fun you know like it, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're younger and you play with you know your plasticine or, or, or absolutely kind of stuff. yeah yeah so and, and and i think the foundations is and i see it in 2d as well i mean i'm i'm totally a victim of it of of neglecting foundations so you know like a good build and um perspective and tone color light um mm -hmm. all the stuff that people try to skip over to just paint the cool stuff from assassin's creed you know what i mean like people look at your paintings and go oh, i want to paint like that i'm going to paint the big cool building and the guy like swooping down from the and then you know, they finish it and go 
oh, doesn't it quite look like you know Derek's? I wonder where I missed out, and you know they don't see the years you've spent drawing the exactly, good lines. Yeah, out. it's like yeah. people see the results. You know, they don't yeah. really see what's behind it. You know, yeah, something that you can maybe do accurately within an hour. Yeah. It actually took you so much, so many years to 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 be able to produce it, and yeah. you know, like um, I ha I still have so many problems with like you know when I when I do something that um, um that I that I you know just feel like it it might go fast, yeah, it, it might it might just fail, and you know there's always like that. It's never gonna be perfect. You you will yeah. always have some problems with uh you know you will always have some obstacles to. Um, during the creative process because it's yeah. so it's 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 changes all the time yeah. so um so you need to be only just um you know just just um i think it's 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 really important to stay to stay calm and chill about it because it yeah. it will happen on every level i'm pretty yeah. sure that the, the 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 biggest like old master they will they were also having uh problems and they were also having the uh, worst days and like yeah. arts blockades and stuff like that yeah. it's 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 inevitable you know it's yeah. it's it's our nature and yeah. um, it's only how it's only how you deal with it you know yeah. and how you how you can overcome that so yeah i mean i know there was a there was a really good um story that somebody told me about and i'm sure it, it might be another artist but at the time he told me it was da vinci and i think it was um it was years into his career when he'd actually become established and people knew who he was um and i think he was sitting at a cafe and somebody had come by and, and handed him a piece of scrap paper or a napkin and said to him could you, you know could you draw me something um and he was like yeah that, yeah of course and you know he said to the guy you know you would need money and he was like yeah it's fine and da vinci drew it i think it only took him about a minute you know it was a face or something and he handed him the piece of paper and, and said to the guy you know i don't know what it'd been back then but say if it was something like a hundred pounds or a, you know a lot of money and the guy said um he said but it only took you you know 30 seconds to draw that um, and you're yeah. what, and you're wanting this money. And Da Vinci said, and this is the line he said, "Yeah, it took me thirty years to learn how to draw that in thirty seconds." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which yes, is like, yes. it's totally like you're like, of course, like I, that totally rings all the bells. I exactly know what he's talking about, and it's the same. Like you say, you're doing eight, you know, seven eight concepts a day for Blur. You know, great, but it's taking you, you know, nearly yeah. maybe ten years to get to that point where you can exactly. make exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When you first started, obviously, you know, you were, you were sitting for ages and just trying to draw a straight line. And then people don't see that part. That's the part that people yes. miss. Yeah, so... pe people people don't tend not to not, not to think about those things. You know, yeah, they no. don't really know how many, how much sacrifice and uh, how much driven you have to be uh, to get where you are. So, yeah, totally. uh, and that's, there is never ending point, you know, like um, there is always something that, uh, for instance, I, I really want to do better and I want to progress and I want to evolve. and. Yeah. I, I feel not satisfied yet, and I I'm pretty sure I will never be. So yeah, it, yeah. it's just it's just the the, the road of become a, a less sucky, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Get good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 getting it's getting there. It's yeah. it's it's progressing, and sometimes you have to you have to just um, you know take a step uh, step back to to make a two step yeah. uh, two steps forward. So. Uh, so it's it's really it's really it's really normal thing to yeah. to also have uh, like a you know worse days and yeah. and to do also some failures. Um, it's all along the way. It's all along the process. So, yeah. and then again, um, just just as we close up because we're kind of approaching an hour, but. Um, talking about students and, and learning and the process um mm -hmm. you know we couldn't not talk about your involvement in the level up community um mm -hmm. you know, if people don't kind of know about it um i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people who do who are students or hobbyists and know what level up is but um how did that come about um you know mm -hmm. what what was it what was the kind of driving force behind making it um like i said i know, you know we talked about this before we we started the podcast but we you know we talked about who why i started this was to, to give back to people to help people ascend to you know to understand how the, the industry works and how they get in it so was that a similar thing were you looking to kind of give back to a community uh it, it was actually in the in that time when i when i when i knew that uh, i won that contest uh, and i was about to go to states right. and i and i knew that um that there was a uh, the guy that the Wojtek, right. um and uh he he was in states uh like a few months back uh mm -hmm. before me and um, I approached to him um, because I had, uh, you know, some questions um, and what was the trip and, you know, what kind of preparation mm -hmm. should I be ready for and, you know, how, many, how much, how much, um, 
money should I take and you know what kind of stuff can I expect right. uh, so uh, so it happened that uh, he was living uh, close to me and uh, we, we, we've just met for the first time and we were talking uh, you know just meeting in, in Magnold we were talking on, on you know he, he actually introduced me to you know what kind of what kind of stuff can I expect? Uh, I can expect from from being in states. And right. after we finished this discussion, there was um, there was an idea of maybe you know doing something together. You know because you know we've met the first time for the first time. Right. And um, and we, we we came up with idea maybe we we could we could just maybe you know do something like a like a Skype sessions or maybe maybe some, even some streaming. Right. And there was there was nothing like that before. Yeah. And um, the next day, I, I just I just went to his house and uh, we 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 built um, um, a Facebook page Facebook group. Uh, we we made a logo for Level Up and you know from that point we, we just started we just started the group and within few within a few days we had like um, I think a thousand thousand and a half uh, users already yeah. and there were like a hundreds people coming every day every day every day every day and it's like it, it kept growing it kept growing we started. You know, we decided to do a first session on YouTube, and uh, we we did like um, a few a few podcasts uh, before before we we decided to start um, inviting the the guys that are more experienced than us and they are they are um, our inspirations. So yeah. when I also when I was also in states, um, I got some contacts uh, to the people that we could uh, we could invite. And after I came back to, uh, to Poland from from the states, uh, we started, you know, doing it regularly, um, oh. weekly, uh, at least for 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 quite a while, and uh, inviting a big guys, you know, and getting all the vibe of you know what the concept art is, what what's the industry is about, yeah. and that's how um, we started also building our portfolios together you know yeah. to get into the proper industry and you know it, it was it was very natural way of you know progressing and um, and of course now it's it's more rare that we that we that we almost don't do the session at all but but we keep it occasional we you know kind of exclusive and um, if there is like a big guy big guest that we, we can we can have on the session uh, we just jump on and you know uh, gather again to do the session. Uh, but it was definitely a good, definitely a good um, approach to, you know, we we didn't really expect that it's gonna grow that much because you know now it's more than 120,000 people, you know, oh, yeah, so yeah. we didn't really expect that it might it might get that big and it really might help us um, get into industry, get into industry not only by just doing work, but also knowing how the industry look like from behind and this was definitely um, uh, something that that really helped us um, build our portfolios upon that uh, direction and um, you know just just kind of just kind of know what what it what it looks like uh, for us that you know we were newbies back then so yeah yeah and I think it's 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 good that sometimes people can remove the curtain or the the shroud that that blocks the the industry behind, you know, these walls of, I mean, I mean, personally for me, when I first wanted to leave my job at 26, um, mm -hmm. I was collecting um, Art of books. So, like, I think the first, one of the first ones I had was the Art of Skyrim. So the mm -hmm. Bethesda studio artists that had worked on Skyrim or the art they had produced for that. And, you know, that was the idea. I was like, oh, these are really cool paintings and illustrations and I, I bet I could do this as a job because I, I drew and painted back then as a hobby. Um, but learning yeah. now, you know, the couple of years I've been doing it, five years now, and um, and learning how the industry actually works and how hard you've got to actually, you know, how much you've got to give to, to get your first chance of working. Um, I think people see it as a kind of rock star lifestyle. Like, I mean, I know they were talking about it and similar to when, like, comics mm -hmm. became a big thing back in the day and everybody wanted to be a comic book artist because, oh, you get to draw superheroes all day and it's super easy and, you know, you're getting to draw Batman and blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, nobody sees the, the hours that, you know, guys like Jim Lee spent, you know, drawing heads and hands and feet and learning perspective and, and you know, light and all this stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that, that he had to do, you know, the work to make him a good artist, to make him, you know, work for DC and work for Batman. But um, 
comics just like just like our industry is 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 super competitive you know loads of people want to do it um, yeah. and it's yeah it's and, and it's the same level up you know you'll you'll see people who are hobbyists um who'll just probably never get to that that level but which is fine you know totally okay but um i think there is so many people have the idea that they want to work in the industry but um but don't know what it takes don't know how hard it is to yeah. get that first job or maybe they they will just resign in in the middle you know way because yeah. because they they might just you know just realize it's it's maybe not something that they can they can um uh you know uh, handle because yeah. uh it's it's really it's really not it's really not you know as smooth as like uh people think that maybe you know how to draw and you get to to do that design work it's yeah. it's quite different you know it's quite different when you have to come up with ideas it's yeah. quite different when you have to illustrate something mm-hmm. but it all requires um you know it, the the fundamentals the foundations are similar but um, just to get there it's it's not as it's not as straightforward. There are so many, so many things that that might have to that might happen uh, along the way to to get to the you know to do the stuff. The end result. Uh, so, so it's it's never it's never it's not it's really unexpected. Yeah. It's like um, I didn't really put my any pressure on myself uh, when when I was building that portfolio for on our station yeah. uh, a few few years ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't put any pressure on myself. I just kept doing stuff and people tend to like it. And then the clients, you know, came. Yeah. So uh, I think it's 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 always better to stay grounded, to stay calm and to do the stuff that you really feel rather than, oh, I'm gonna work, you know, on this project or for this client. And it's like, I'm gonna, you know, you might, you might succeed in that approach, but mm don't get like disappointed if you if you if you fail because if you maybe not if you if you don't have uh, if you don't take a job at a a certain studio you might be some someone who um who 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 the client from other studio will gonna hire yes so um so there is always there is always a chance there is always a way because there there are so many projects these days there's there is so many studios that are you know um growing up and it's like there is always so much work in this industry so yeah yeah definitely i mean like i think that was one of the things um that, that kind of came to me early on was that um you know one of my first biggest influences was uh was titus Lunner and you know the, the work he'd done and you know i mm-hmm. kind of was like oh yeah i want to do that work and i want to draw on that style but i think it was because i thought that the realistic stuff would get me work and i had to do that because that was the only way i'd get hired but i remembered when i first started drawing i, I did kind of draw um, kind of super stylized, kind of cartoony um, stuff, and uh, as I went along, you know, thinking that I couldn't draw like that because there wouldn't be a client for that, you know, looking at something like Blizzard, for example, who are one of the mm-hmm. biggest examples of it, but, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of their stuff is super stylized, super over, you know, yeah, no cartoony, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's no super realistic, it's more a stylized realism, so... Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I found out that, I think that was the key for me, was, was finding that I do have a style and that it, there is a job for that style. So if, I think if you're talented in any style, you will eventually find work. It doesn't matter Absolutely, what, yeah. what you do. So yeah, definitely, definitely. So anyway, Derek, um, thank you very much for coming on and speaking to me. It's been absolutely awesome. Um, I hope my questions were, were Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah gr- great talk, man. Yeah. Uh, it's like we, we had so... We had really hard time to find uh, finally the day to do that, but uh, yeah, I, I don't regret that uh, we, we finally made it. It was really cool, and yeah, um, yeah thank you very much for having me uh, here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool podcast, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish you all the best uh, with your projects and with your with your with your road. And uh, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah I think we we will meet somewhere. So yeah. uh, hopefully, we 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 are supposed to meet uh, this uh, this like year, right? On the yeah, playground, yeah, uh, I couldn't make it. Uh, maybe next year. Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm hoping to uh, the the plan is uh, next year I'm going to try and either go to um, CTN in in California. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. Or um or BlizzCon one or the other. So I'm I'm deciding what's going to be. I think CTN might be the better idea because it's more there's more portfolio review industry stuff there. So I think it might be a. Uh-huh. A, bit, a better suit for my style and then stuff I'm wanting to present in my portfolio so that's that's the plan but yeah in between then I think I'm going to jump into um, I think I'm going to um, buy my 
my my ticket for IFC soon. Um, and then there's the workshops this year, so nice. Hopefully, if you're at one, and then they'll catch up. So yeah. Um, just in closing, um, where can guys find your work? Um, where are you in social media? Um, art station, I take it, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you have an art station, you have a website, yeah. Yes, yes. Should I send you the the links or? Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll put them all below so people can find you know where your stuff is. Um, awesome. Yeah, cool, cool. And um and then uh, thanks for coming on and uh speak to you later. Um okay guys. Awesome. Thanks for tuning Thank in again. Much. Oh yeah, you're welcome, man. Um yeah, thanks for for tuning in, guys. Um stay on um the podcast to uh to check out more of the people i've interviewed uh, and also if you leave a comment below or like or comment um we'll also organize a procreate code for you guys for ipad um we also give one away every month with the guests we have so just leave a comment below and uh see you guys later okay bye bye